Welcome to Harmonia. I'm Angela Mariani, inviting you to join me for the next hour as today's performers of medieval, renaissance, and baroque music bring to life the music of the distant past. Roses are red, violets are blue, and this week on Harmonia, we invite you to go tripping through the tulips with us as we bring you a program of early music with texts inspired by both romantic and symbolic associations with flowers. Join us and smell the roses. Later in the program, we'll feature Anonymous Four's recent recording, 1865, Songs of Hope and Home from the American Civil War.
We heard two songs, the anonymous Flos Regalis and Clemens Non Papa's O Joli Bouquet Croix La Violette, from the 2005 recording The Rose, the Lily, and the Whortleberry, Medieval and Renaissance Gardens in Music, performed by the Orlando Consort. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day, begins one of Shakespeare's most famous sonnets. However, Shakespeare was by no means the first to invite comparison between the blooming flowers of the garden and the modest blush of a lover's cheek. 16th century Flemish composer Nicolas Gombert, who died four years before Shakespeare was born, frequently set texts featuring extensive allusions to the garden, as did many of his contemporaries. Gombert's motet O Flos Campi uses text from the Song of Songs.
That was 15th century English composer Lionel Powers' motet Quam Pulcra Es. Before that, we heard Nicolas Gombert's O Flos Campi. Both motets featured texts from the Song of Songs and were performed by the Orlando Consort. You can become a fan of Harmonia Early Music on Facebook. Just search for Harmonia Early Music. What's in a name, Juliet asks, in an oft-quoted scene from Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. She continues, that which we call a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. That scene has become one of the most famous in theatrical history, but once again, Shakespeare wasn't the first to compare one's lover to a fragrant flower. That began many centuries earlier. The chanson n'a pas longtemps que trouvé Zephyrus from the late 14th century, tells the tale of Zephyrus, who, though he ponders the virtues of all the other more noble flowers, such as the rose, ultimately settles on the, quote, pleasant and lovely daisy as the flower that pleases him most in his heart.
we heard soprano Marcia Young of the Ensemble Trefoil performing the anonymous French chanson N'a pas longtemps que trouvé Zephyrus, a song that celebrates not the rose, but the humble daisy. It was never all about the roses, anyway. The famous madrigal Amarilli Mia Bella by the early Italian Baroque composer Giulio Caccini is a tribute to the lovely Amaryllis. If ever she should doubt his love, the poet entreats that she should, quote, open my breast and see written on my heart, Amaryllis is my beloved.
We heard variations on the madrigal Amarilli Mia Bella, performed by Nancy Haddon on the Renaissance flute and Jacob Herringman on the lute. Before that, we heard soprano Catherine Webster with the Catacoustic Consort performing the original madrigal, which comes from Caccini's Le Nuove Musiche, a collection of songs with basso continuo. listening to Harmonia, a program of early music that comes to you from the studios of WFIU at Indiana University. Partial support for Harmonia comes from Penco Incorporated of Bedford, Indiana. Partial support also comes from Early Music America, fostering the performance, scholarship, and community of early music on the web at earlymusicamerica.org. I'm Angela Mariani. We're playing in the garden this hour with flowers as literary and musical motifs. 
Religious floral imagery appears extensively in the works of Hildegard von Bingen, a Benedictine nun who was born in 1098 in a small town that falls within the borders of modern-day Germany. From a time in history when women achieved very little notoriety, Hildegard was exceptional. She was a Benedictine abbess, visionary, writer, philosopher, and composer whose surviving works include poetry, medical and scientific treatises, recorded visions, letters, and monophonic music.
That was Ariana Saval and Peter Utland Johansen performing Hildegard von Bingen's Responsorium, O Tu Suavissima Virga. You can find hundreds of archived episodes, playlists, and podcasts online at harmoniaearlymusic.org. On our featured release, we travel back to 1865 with the acclaimed early music ensemble Anonymous Four and special guest Bruce Molsky. Anonymous Four's 2015 recording entitled 1865, Songs of Hope and Home from the American Civil War, features 18 tracks that run the gamut from classic hymns to rousing fiddle tunes. And of course, where would we be without a maiden in a garden?
heard two tracks from Anonymous 4's 2015 recording, 1865, Songs of Hope and Home from the American Civil War. The recording features special guest Bruce Molsky, who, in addition to providing vocals on a number of the a cappella tracks, performs on fiddle, banjo, and guitar. Learn more about recent early music releases on the Harmonia Early Music Podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or at harmoniaearlymusic.org. Harmonia is a production of WFIU and part of the educational mission of Indiana University. Additional resources come from the William and Gail Cook Music Library at the Indiana University Jacobs School of Music. We welcome your thoughts about any part of this program or about early music in general. You can leave a comment or question anytime by visiting harmoniaearlymusic.org and clicking on Contact. The writer for this edition of Harmonia is Elizabeth Clark. Thanks to our studio engineer, Mike Pashkash, and our staff, John Bailey, Janelle Davis, and Joe Getz. Additional technical support comes from KTTZ at Texas Tech University in Lubbock, Texas. Our producer is Luann Johnson, and I'm Angela Mariani, inviting you to join us again for the next edition of Harmonia.